welcome to UBU Pod. Here you'll meet incredible people who tell us about their rich and interesting lives of being visible, of working through challenges, and of coming out the other side. There's so much power in people's stories, and as a curious person, I love finding out how people tick. I'm your host, Megan Hamilton. I'm a speaking, visibility, and confidence coach, and I help you be you. All right, on the pod today, we have Jenny Juranix, and I am so excited. Jenny is a psychic medium and tarot reader, as well as the owner of Hawk Moon Healing Arts near Kingston, Ontario. Jenny has developed a strong link with the spirit world and has connected thousands to their loved ones on the other side since 2016. Jenny offers insight, guidance, and comfort through her one-on-one readings and group events, and her passion for her work shines through in every connection she makes. Whether you need a message from spirit or spiritual guidance and validation, Jenny always aims to leave you better than she found you. Welcome, Jenny. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks, Megan. Thanks so much for having me on. This is oh, really exciting. it's really exciting. Okay, so I clearly have a gazillion questions for you. And I think that a good place to start would be let's talk about how you came to mediumship and how you came to learn about these gifts that you have. Okay. Well, it's uh, it's a really long and kind of complex story. I find it so hard to sometimes pinpoint, mm-hmm. you know, how can I put this into a, a linear story? Because there's so many moving parts and so many things that have happened, you know, in my life that have led me here. But I think that you know, as a child, um, I was always sensitive, always very aware. I'm an empath. And so, you know, that's been there from the beginning and um, always obsessed with anything, ghost stories and psychics on talk shows. You know, I remember after school rushing home because there was going to be a psychic on a talk show and that, you know, I was just into that stuff from the beginning. But it really wasn't until my grandfather passed away that I became aware of my own mediumship abilities. And um, I kind of did things a little bit backwards. Oftentimes people will develop their psychic abilities first and that might lead them into mediumship. I went mediumship first and then worked on my psychic abilities after. Uh, So that was interesting. But yeah, my grandfather passed away and after two years of a lot of guilt and grief, um, just for the way things went, I actually had a reading for myself with a medium and the whole time I was there, I just had this strange feeling of, oh my God, (laughs) I think I'm here for a bigger reason than just connecting with my grandparents. Right. So I left that reading Um, a totally different person and kind of went down the rabbit hole of discovering my own abilities. Okay. So tell me about that first visit with the medium. And, you know, sometimes those things do happen where you get this sort of clear message and you're like, oh, and it's hard now. 
I don't let me say your story. Um, then correct me if I say, if I'm speaking from my experience and not from yours, but where you have that sort of overwhelming feeling of knowing something, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and so you were sort of really getting, you were tuning into something at that point of, oh, this is not just me coming, um, coming to talk to somebody about, about my grandparents. This is this, I'm here for a different reason, but I want to know what sort of, what were you going there for initially? Uh, like I said, there, you know, it's, it's hard, almost hard to talk about, but, and it sounds super strange, but when my grandfather was still alive, communication was tough. Um, the kids were little, he lived an hour away and it was just hard to get to go visit him. And, mm. um, there were relationship dynamics with other people in the family as well and people that he was close to. And so it just was a struggle. And uh, that kind of, I always had this strange knowing that when my grandfather passes away, I will be closer to him than I ever have been in life. And like, who says that, right? Like who waits (laughs) for somebody to die to, to, talk to them and connect with them. But I just knew there was like, and I couldn't, and I never told anyone it's just, again, like who says that? Right. So, uh, after two years of a lot of guilt for not having been there in his last days and, and all of this depression and, um, my sister-in-law, we were talking on the sidewalk, picking our kids up from school. And she said, Oh, guess what? I'm going to have a reading with a medium next week. And I had this full body, oh my God, I have to go do that too feeling. And, um, and it was really unlike me to just jump on something like I, I, before this, I wasn't like that. You know, it was an hour away from my kids. Uh, they were going to be at school. They were little. And so I didn't want to be driving far and, you know, yeah, totally. But I was like, I'm going, I don't care. <laughs> I'm driving, I'm going to this medium. And so I had a reading booked for like three days later. And uh, yeah. So to answer your question, I was going because I had a knowing that I needed to go, mm-hmm. but my Jenny brain was telling me, um, you know, you've got some guilt, you've got a weight that you're carrying around. And maybe this will be a way to let some of that go. Okay. Wow. Okay. So you go to the medium and while you're there, you have sort of, uh, you went there, let's say for like a micro reason. And then you, then you realized you're actually there for like a macro reason. And then you said you started down the rabbit hole of mediumship. (laughs) So what did that look like? Is it like books? Is it like talking to as many people as you can who are mediums? Like what does, what does it look like when you're doing all of that? Well, for me, it was, um, listening to interviews of other mediums. So YouTube, (laughs) lots of YouTube, uh, a few books here and there, but mostly just kind of Googling (laughs) to me, that was the only way, you know, after looking back, I've, I always say like, I just feel so dumb that I didn't realize that this is how it worked, like how mediumship worked. And 
that I could do it. And so I think the signs were always there. I just didn't have the instructions, right? I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just think this is really interesting because you have mentioned, and this is on your website as well, that you came through a really difficult time. And like as a child, uh, you were really sensitive. And so, um, you know, not really realizing what it was all about, um, you you went into some sort of self-destructive habits and behaviors. And I think it's interesting that, that you are saying that you feel dumb when it seemed very clear to me that this was part of your journey of building your own confidence. And how could you have that until you had it? Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I just mean like, why didn't I Google this before I had this strange, so I get it. I, I I follow at that time, I was paying a lot of attention to Abraham Hicks and she would always say, you know, at the moment we pass, we immediately, um, what was, I can't remember the exact words she would say, but we go back to non-physical. Right. And so I was picturing similar to what I picture now, but that we just kind of like disperse into all that is and we're kind of scattered about and then recycled maybe, right? Okay. But I wasn't, and this is what makes me feel dumb. <laughs> it's like, I didn't just like Google what other people might say or look into it. But, but right. yeah, it's, um, you know, you don't know until you know, and you're not supposed to know until you're supposed to know. Right. And that's, that's very much how I take all of this now. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and go even further into um, how Jenny works. Are you curious about shadow work, but don't know what it is or don't know where to start? Do you want to dig deep and get to the root of what is making you afraid and stopping you from moving forward? Or do you just want to start 2021 with fresh eyes? It's Megan here. I've put together a free workbook called Me and My Shadow. I talk a little bit about the origins with Carl Jung, give lots of examples of what shadow work is, and provide you with a ton of journal prompts to get you started. Head over to my website at www.ubuskills.com to get your free copy. And we are back with psychic medium Jenny Geranix. So we talked a little bit about how you first sort of came to realize uh, your gifts and that you started down a rabbit hole of learning. And you sort of said that you, you said that you felt dumb and I, and I, we talked about that a little bit, but I think we, were you trying to say that you sort of, ha- you, you had it within you to figure out how to do it? Is that what you mean? I just meant, how could I not know that this was here all along? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then what happens? I mean, do you go, do you, do you apprentice with somebody? Do you start messing around with it with people, you know, how does it work? Well, for me again, you know, mediumship, the journey to developing your mediumship is very personal. A lot of people do look for a mentor and, uh, you know, do like a, a six month or a 12 month mentorship 
<clears throat> for myself, I'm a very independent person. <laughs> I uh, prefer to develop on my own to a certain point, like I said, researching, reading, all of that stuff. But I really didn't want somebody else's voice in my head telling me how this should look and how it should go and how long it should take. And, you know, because I had such a strong knowing after that reading that this is something I'm supposed to do. And the pieces really clicked into place incredibly fast. I, it was the rabbit hole was only about a month of, oh my God, I'm a medium, you know, one day. And then the next day, this is crazy. I'm making this all up. And then the next day, no, I really am a medium, but I hadn't actually given anyone a reading or a message. And so until that I did that, I would just constantly be questioning. So I actually was at the beach with a friend and uh, I didn't know her super well. Um, so I didn't know everything about her family and, and, and all of that, but she asked me what I'd been up to lately. And I said, well, I'm a psychic. <laughs> so I've been researching that and developing it. And she's like, oh, and I'm like, why did I say that? <laughs> like literally a month ago, I had no idea that this is what I was going to be doing. Right. And she was very intrigued. And she just, I said, would you like a reading right now? And then again, I was like, why did I say that? <laughs> what is wrong with me? Why are these words coming out of my mouth? And if you knew me before, it, it just wasn't like me to say these things and do these things. So Anyway, um, she said yes and um, closed my eyes and did what I intuitively felt would be opening up to the spirit world. It's not something you can easily describe, but, you know, the, the essence of it is an opening up. And within moments, I had images and messages coming through from her grandparents and um, she burst into tears. I burst into tears. It was all over pretty quick, but... I just knew with my whole body that, uh, that that's what I needed to do. And it really, you know, after that very fast, um, things just happened. It's yeah. And how long ago was that now? That was 2016. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah. right. So yeah, yes. we're like in going into year five. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So you just, I mean, even if you'd wanted to, cause if you're, you know, you're more like frontal cortex brain had, had been in charge, it would have just, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. I yeah. love it. And so, and what kind of things are you okay to talk about what it feels like? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so you connected. open up, you make a yes. channel. Yes. And so, you know, psychic and mediumship work are very different. Um, so when I'm opening up to spirit to connect with a loved one that has passed over. And so I, I try to be very specific when somebody comes for a reading, I'm not channeling your spirit guide, um, you know, because there's no evidence in that when I do mediumship, it's very strictly people that you knew or that were in your family, sometimes great grandparents or something that you didn't meet, but you would be able to identify, that's who I'm connecting with. So as I do this sort of opening up, um, as mediums, we describe it as raising our vibration and 
that the spirit, the people in the spirit world will lower their vibration and will meet in the middle. And so, um, I know it's really cool. And, uh, so it can, you know, every single communication and connection is different just as there are, you know, millions of different people, um, on the planet, same with spirit, right? So Mm -hmm. as I begin to become aware of somebody that steps close, um, into my energy, I will either see something in my mind's eye. I might feel something in my body. I might hear them. Sometimes it's full sentences and sometimes it's just words here and there. And then there's also just a knowing that comes. And so these are all of the psychic senses that we all have. Mediumship relies on the psychic senses, but the source of the information is coming from a spirit person. And when you're just doing a psychic reading, the source of the information is, you know, the person in front of you. So it's a very, yeah, it's a very lovely, um, energizing, calming, soothing feeling. But then within that, there is all of the complexities of a life once lived, right? And so they may wish to um, step into a memory of an emotion that they had or a physical ailment that they suffered from or, um, you know, memories and things that they wish to share. And the purpose of all of this is to let their loved one who's sitting in front of me to know that it's them. And so that's evidential mediumship. And it's just a okay. experience as a medium. Oh, <laughs> I love it. So you, oh, you love it. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, do you ever get someone who's like pissed off at somebody? So do you ever get like frustrated ancestors who are like, get your shit together? It's an, that's a really great question. And it's something that I, I do try to spend a bit of time educating people on because in the spirit world, we do not have emotions like we do here in the physical in the spirit world it is high vibration love and light and so you know a lot of times something will happen after somebody passes and people will say oh my god she'd be rolling around in her grave so angry if she were here right and we can think of them as though if they were here that's probably how they'd react but from spirit um no, they're not angry. They're not frustrated. (laughs) They're not resentful. They're not trying to get revenge. None of that. Uh, It's just not possible. But as they step into who they once were for the purpose of communicating with a loved one, they might say, oh my gosh, I can't believe what they did. You know, I see them and it's not okay what they're doing to you. But that's for the purpose of validating their loved one's experience that's still here experiencing something. So, so yeah, there's okay. no, there are no negative spirits. <laughs> there are no, not, not, there's nothing to fear. Um, yeah. Every, <laughs> every communication is for the purpose of, you know, healing and, um, and comfort and validation. I love that you say that for lots of reasons. And I also, 
I'm curious because I want to talk about where we would have come up with all of these negative connotations. But first, I just want to say this is how I approach, and I want to talk to you about this too. My tarot readings is I always say I don't believe in bad cards. I don't think the card there's any bad cards. Everything is information to support you and to elevate you and to give you information you need to to elevate yourself. Now, I also say that I don't believe that I'm going to be telling anybody anything they don't already know. Mm. I approach, I mean, when I do my readings, it's not, um, I don't think of it as being psychic, but I, I was reading that you use your psychic abilities with tarot. And I should say this as well, because I've never had a tarot reading. I've only ever done my own. And even when I worked with um, a coach who was also on a guest on this show, uh, Jericho Mandiber, who was like a very well-known tarot reader, we never did cards. I mean, that wasn't what our relationship was. But yeah, like I'm now sort of at the point where if I was to go and have a reading, like I'd have to be so careful about who I picked and like, you know, but anyway, that doesn't matter. But what I, so what I mean to say by that is that I decided how I was going to do the readings based on what I already knew about the cards, how I am as a person and what I wanted the experience to be for people. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, And I know that it's, that's not, I, I mean, like I have done reading about it and certainly it's prevalent in, in culture of, you know, books and all kinds of movies and, you know, that tarot readings are different because everybody's different. The person who's giving you the reading is going to be the person who's giving you the reading. It's going to be different than somebody else. But, um, I wanted to talk to you about, okay. So first of all, do you always use your psychic abilities when you're doing tarot readings? And can you even, could you even not do it that way? Like, is it, or is it just so intertwined? Interesting question. Uh, So the way that I read tarot and uh, is more, I will usually tune in psychically first to the person that I'm reading. Mm -hmm. And then do you have to have their permission to do that? To tune into somebody? Yeah. I think you should. That's my policy. Okay. Um, I don't think you have to, like, sometimes people will come and they'll want me to, you know, tell me what's happening in my relationship. And so of course I'm going to tune into their partner a little bit. Right. I, I usually tell them the purpose of that is, um, to, to help, you know, how you can connect better with them, not to, you know, invade their privacy. Right. Uh, so now I'm forgetting what you asked me. Oh, do I always use psychic and tarot together? They are very much intertwined for me because like I said, I usually start psychic tuning into the person I'm reading, seeing what comes up first, just kind of, you know, mapping a little bit of, of the points that I think we're going to be talking about in the reading. Mm-hmm. I don't use tarot readings every time in my psychic readings. I use them more as a tool to go a little bit deeper into what we're already talking about. So there are times where I will just pull cards for people first. It all goes on, you know, my intuition when it, and what I think needs to happen in the reading. But um, as I'm reading the cards, 
information will come to me too. And, you know, if you're reading tarot, you're using your intuition. It doesn't matter if you've read a million books, 100%. Right. Still relying on your intuition to interpret the cards, because as you know, one card can have a million different meanings to a million different people. So, Mm -hmm. so I do uh, rely on more on my psychic abilities than tarot cards. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you can flip over a card and then information comes and sometimes I'll have to stop the tarot reading and be like, okay, I got to tell you all of this. (laughs) And then we'll go back to these cards because this is coming up and maybe this is connected with this. Like it, it can become a very, um, you know, uh, all over the place reading sometimes because I don't want to forget something, but yeah, that's. Okay. So interesting. Okay. We're going to take another quick break and then we're going to come back. Are you ready to walk into 2021 like a boss and take charge of your future? I am so excited to offer my new three-month mentorship program. You are going to learn how to speak up, how to be visible, how to let go of fear, how to love yourself in ways you didn't think possible. You're going to improve your speaking skills, your leadership, you will become more authentic, and you will finally be able to own everything that you are. And I'm going to be cheering you on and holding you accountable the whole time. Sound good? Email megan at ubuskills.com to find out more. So we are back with psychic medium Jenny Duranix, who is so interesting. I'm really enjoying our conversation. And so you talked about the last thing we talked about was uh, using your, uh, your psychic abilities with tarot and how they're intertwined. And I wanted to talk to you about boundaries and protection as a medium and as a psychic, because you're not just dealing with your own energy, which, you know, as humans, we know can like, could be pretty fucked up sometimes. (laughs) You're also allowing other people's energy and spirit. Um, And do you, and then I have another question about whether or not energy and spirit are different, but, but that's a whole other question. How do you keep yourself grounded and connected and protected I mean, you've already explained to us that, that nothing within the spirit world is negative, that it's sort of just a high vibration. Um, and, and that's probably really difficult for a lot of people to understand or connect with, but how do you, how do you stay grounded? Well, it's a challenge sometimes, (laughs) not going to lie. Uh, I tend to spend a lot of time alone as much as I can. I mean, I have two kids, so that's sometimes a ridiculous expectation, but um, a lot of alone time, salt baths, all kinds of like and salt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what does that do? It's uh, it, it clears energy. It's like swimming in the ocean. We know how good it is to swim in the ocean for us. Right. Uh, so a yes. salt bath is the equivalent to that. So uh, sage, Palo Santo, they're not a must, but I do love scents. So I have a lot of essential oil sprays and things like that, that really help me to just kind of 
clear my own energy. As far as protection goes, I do not do any sort of protection rituals or practices because I don't believe I need to protect myself from anything. Like I said, there are no negative spirits. A lot of people will talk about attachments and um, earthbound spirits, you know, spirits that haven't fully uh, gone back to the light. And, you know, I just, I just don't give that my attention. I think that if that's something you believe in, then you will create experiences around that. And that's not something that I choose to put my energy towards. So as far as, you know, protection goes, nothing I need to do. I will say that there have been times that I, on some level, conscious or subconscious, have absorbed the emotion and energy of a reading or of a spirit person maybe because I related to the story so much or because it was about, you know, it was a child that came through and, and having young children myself, those are very hard readings. And so, you know, it's not that I need protection from them. Maybe I need uh, awareness of, of what I'm holding on to after a reading. And again, I think that's sometimes where people will confuse, you know, that we need protection from that, but that's not the way I look at it. So. Right. And I, you know, it's thinking about where all of our stories around the spirit world come from, right? Mm -hmm. Ghost stories, even like a Christmas carol, the devil and, and sort of negative spirits. Um, I wonder if, and you and I talked a little bit about this sort of um, outside of recording that it can feel, it can feel like anxiety when you're first starting to learn about mediumship and channeling. Absolutely. And I wonder if people who had the gift um, just didn't know how to interpret it and were afraid of it because it felt bad because anxiety doesn't feel good. Right. It it feels like shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How would you connect that to a loving, you know, spirit? (laughs) Loved one. Absolutely. So do you think when we are all of our, like some of it stories come from? Yeah. A lot of it. Um, when mediumship was first, I say returning to Um, our consciousness, because, you know, there was a time when this was completely normal. Mm. But in the late 1800s, there was a huge movement that brought mediumship back. And, um, you know, now we have what I call modern mediumship. But back then, uh, when people were starting to look around and go, whoa, there's more than just us. There were a lot of different forms of spirit communication that I think nowadays we would be like, okay, but there was table tipping and physical mediumship and ectoplasm and all these crazy things that we think, you know, I've seen that on Ghostbusters, but I didn't know that was a thing back in the day. And it was. And so with that, uh, you know, new wave of mediumship and spiritual awakening that was coming, there were a lot of people that were phonies. And um, that's why we, 
charlatans. Yeah, they they wanted to join in, but they they couldn't connect themselves. And so I think that some of the scary experiences, some of the movies, all of that stuff Mm -hmm. is probably also connected to that. But then, like you said, if there's somebody that's sensitive now and is uh, becoming aware of, you know, that there might be someone wishing to communicate with them, it does feel like anxiety because you're just simply not used to it. And your brain tries to make sense of everything you see and feel and hear. And so when something is unknown, we get scared. And that's just what it is. I love that. That is a very practical and pragmatic way of looking at something that is entirely unpragmatic. (laughs) Although, well, that's not true either. I think how we, how we've been conditioned to look at everything is, is, um, everything sort of magical or spiritual or other, even, you know, you think about organized religion. And so you, you, two people can be talking about the same thing, have the same physical experiences and the same sort of feeling of connection and higher power and, you know, goodness, uh, just to use a general word, but have an entirely different mental structure for what it is and how to get there. And I find that fascinating because it's Mm -hmm. obviously one of the biggest things that we fight about in the world. Agreed. (laughs) Definitely. I could talk to you for 27 more hours and I'm aware of your time. And this has been an really, I I think that I would actually like to have you back on for a part two, if you're game. I would love that. At some point. Okay. Let's do it. So um, in the meantime, how do people get in touch with you and um, come and experience everything that you have to offer? Well, through my website, jennyjoranis.com. I tend to be Uh, answering emails kind of once a week ish. Uh, So the best thing to do is just book through the website. Uh, The online calendar is there. And, um, you know, if you email me, I will get back to you. It just might take a bit of time because you're either working on the business or in the business. (laughs) And so (laughs) it's, it's a challenge, right? Because it's just me and uh, I can't be answering messages when I'm doing readings. So patience, please. But yeah, uh, send a message through the website. And if you have any questions, that's the best way to go about it. Okay. And you offer tarot readings and medium readings. So I have three main, uh, offerings, a psychic slash tarot. So like I said, it's a psychic reading, but I will bring in tarot, um, if we're guided to do that. And then mediumship, which is connecting with loved ones that have passed away. And then in the summer, I added spiritual guidance sessions because I found that, you know, a psychic reading, I ask people to have questions like, what do you want to talk about? But sometimes people would book and they had no idea why they were booking. And so I would call that the spiritual guidance session. So it's very much, you know, what you need to hear. I will be channeling messages. Um, It might be a little bit of mediumship, just very uh, go with the flow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and Jenny also owns Hawk Moon Healing, 
oh, which yes. is the brick and mortar. <laughs> There's that. And too. how's that? How's that going during COVID? Uh, Are you allowed to be right. open? Yeah. No, I, so I have luckily, luckily readings can be done over zoom and phone. I've been doing that all along. I do readings for people all over the world. So <clears throat> nothing has changed um, with that other than in-person sessions. Uh, unfortunately for Hawk Moon, um, so the Hawk Moon is the healing space that I opened two years ago, excuse me, <clears throat> um, it's my office. And then there's also a studio space that uh, there was a weekly yoga class here, not taught by me, it was taught by Amanda Butterill. And, um, and then I have some products too, which I've just put in an Etsy shop for now because uh, in-person shopping is not happening. So, so yeah, there's, I have two separate Facebook pages, one psychic medium, Jenny Geranis uh, for my services. And then there's Hawk Moon Healing Arts as well on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. All right. So lots of different ways to connect with you. Thank you so much for being a guest, Jenny. I've really enjoyed talking to you and I look forward to our next conversation, our part two. Thanks so much, Megan. So, uh, <clears throat> I mean, there's just not a ton to say about that. That was a fascinating conversation. And obviously we're going to have Jenny back on again. And I, my goosebumps were high the entire time. And if you are a newsletter subscriber, I let you in on a little bit of information in the last newsletter that went out uh, talking about this podcast episode. If you're not a newsletter subscriber, you should be. Head over to www.ubuskills.com. As for Jenny, you can find her at jennygeranis.com. That's J-E-N-I-J-U-R-A-N-I-C-S.com. On Instagram, she is psychic medium Jenny Geranis. I am Megan Hamilton. I thank you for being here this week. Please go and leave us some stars or hit subscribe if you liked what you listened to and sharing really helps. Thank you.